Thank you, choir. Thank you, choir. Praise the Lord. Just continue to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and praise and worship you today. Say, Father, Lord, we say thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Lord, for bringing me to the month of, for the month of, of, of July. Thank Lord, we have come to the end, the seventh month, the seventh month, the seventh month, and we have seen God's hands in our lives. Say, Lord, thank you. Lord, I give you thanks. Lord, I've come to this month with, with good health. I've come to this month with good favor. Lord, I've completed this month, Father Lord, in this land. My feet have found a place for me to rest. Father Lord, I say thank you, Lord. I give you thanks. I give you praise, Father Lord. Lord, I have had no reason to sorrow. Lord, in all our journeys, Father Lord, you have brought us here safely. Father Lord, we say thank you, Father Lord. Thank you for the spirit of excellence in our midst. The spirit of excellence in our children. Lord, we say thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Lord, because we have been on holiday. We have finished one session. We're going to another session for the kids. And Lord, you have been with us. Lord, thank you, Lord, because your word has been powerful from this pulpit. Your word has come with rema. It has come with understanding. Lord, we say thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We say thank you, Daddy Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have been good. You have been gracious. You have been wonderful to us, Father Lord. You have been merciful, Father Lord. When we have failed you, Father Lord, you have given us mercies daily and new, Father Lord. We say thank you, Lord. Lord, your name is faithful. You have been faithful. You have been faithful to us, Father Lord. Lord, where we have been unfaithful, you have remained faithful, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, because you have given us hope. We have, a, we have a brighter future, Lord, because you're the God of hope, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you, Father Lord. Lord, we thank you for your peace in our lives, Father Lord. Your Jehovah Shalom. Lord, we have had peace all around in our lives, in our homes, in our jobs, Father Lord. We have enjoyed peace, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you are a defender, Father Lord. Where we have come against the law of the land, where we have come against the law of man, Father Lord, you have defended us. You have stood for us, Father Lord. You have been our banner, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Lord, we can stand before you, so Lord, and say, yes, we are saved. Lord, we are saved, and we have a brighter future tomorrow, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. Be thy exalted, Father Lord. Be thy magnified, Father Lord. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I could have continued just to give God thanks. It's not never enough. It's never, never, never enough. I can start counting from January to July. God has been faithful. I see people coming to the church and I say, God, you have been faithful. God has been faithful. God has been good. God has been good to each one of us. And I, every day, I just want you to make that part of your practice. As you go out, regardless of what you might see, you might see a storm around you, but say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. It could have been worse. It could have been terrible. Other people do not have what you have. So we have every reason to thank God. Even to gather in an assembly like this is enough reason to thank God. Is enough reason to thank God. Hallelujah. But as it's time for prayer, we also have to pray. It's not only Thanksgiving. So uh, we'll just exhort one another. And we have some powerful prayers that we're going to pray today. 
And I want us to get ready to pray. But in the meantime, greet three people and tell them, welcome to your night vigil. Welcome to your night vigil. And then you can take your seat. Welcome to your night vigil. Welcome to your night vigil. Brother Dinesh, welcome to your night vigil. Welcome to your night vigil. You may have your seats for a moment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, I just want to just quickly exhort you because it's, it's a time for, for prayer. And I just want you to get revved up to pray. Okay? Hallelujah. Signs of the end times. That's what I'm just going to exhort you about. Signs of the end times. Uh, our reading is taken from Mark chapter 13, verse 5 to 13. Mark, Mark chapter 13, verse 5 to 13. I don't think I have it up here. But I'll read it for you. And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and will deceive many. But when you hear wars and rumors of wars, be not troubled, for such things must happen. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes in various places. And there will be famines and troubles. Luke says, fearful sights and great signs from heaven. That's what Luke says. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But watch out for yourselves. For they deliver you up to councils. And you will be beaten in synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake. For a testimony to them. And the gospel must be preached to all the nations. But when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. But whatever is given you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Now brother will betray brother to death. And a father his child. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now let's jump to Acts 2, 17 to 21. Acts 2, 17 to 21. And, and it shall come... Sorry, have you gotten it? Okay. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise the Lord. That's the season that we're in. We're getting to the end times. It's very, very obvious. And that's why there are some things that you pick from the portion of scripture that I read. The visible signs are there. We begin to have false preachers. 
some are coming to say, I am Christ. As, you know, as bold as that. They say, I am Christ. You must have read it. Some are beginning to preach various doctrines that are contrary to the word of God. Some are putting emphasis on different things. Some can put emphasis on prosperity. It's not bad. But people are preaching less on righteous living, a holy life. Okay? These are all signs of the end times. Wars are rumors of wars. We know how many wars we have. Earthquakes. We know what we're saying. I love what Luke said. Luke said also, fearful signs and great signs from heaven. Within the span of months, we have had so many eclipses, isn't it? We're even having one tomorrow. I think by 10 o'clock, there's supposed to be another eclipse. But these are all signs of the end time. The same thing here also. Persecutions will come and be right. People are being persecuted. We're enjoying peace here. But I know a lot of us are from India. We can identify with this. We can identify how our Christian brethren are being persecuted. The same thing. People that are from Nigeria. We can also understand in the northern part where people are being persecuted daily. We had a crisis in Syria. We understood why, what happened. They were taking out the Christians. And those are the ones that are being dealt with. But there's something in this passage in which was read. read. But he said, as you're persecuted, it will be an opportunity for testimony. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That gladdens my heart. There's a little girl that was taken by Boko Haram, Nigeria. She was not released because she refused to renounce her faith. Her name has gone viral. It has strengthened Christians to say, whatever may come, I will stand by my faith. You'll be persecuted for all things. But at the end of the day, someone you'll be justified and it'll be an opportunity for testimony. Praise the Lord. That's what the scripture says. Paul and Silas is a typical example of the jailer. What happened? Opportunity for testimony and he was saved. So it's not everything that looks negative is negative. God has a plan. So even towards these end times that persecution will come, there's a plan. But yet the word of God says, it shall not be the end yet. It's not the end yet. It's not the end. Because this word must go to every nation. It must go to every nation. Last year was our year of evangelism. This year our year of harvest. We're working towards that. As a church, we're working towards that. And I hope as individuals, we're working towards that. Because without that, the world will not come to an end. There are some unreached people in the world of today that have not heard the gospel. But it's getting there. It's getting there. Praise the Lord. And he also said something else here that's very, very important. He said, when you're caught and you're taken off persecution, don't think ahead of what you're going to say. Because at that particular point in time, the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, how will you have utterance? If you don't have the Holy Spirit, how will you have utterance on the spot? But once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you will have the utterance of whatever may come. You'll be put on the spot. 
But God will speak through you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother will pray today, brother. Children will rise up against parents. Brother betrays brothers. Children. We begin to see how our children are going. I think the world, the world has made it be like we're independent. We can live on our own. We can say what you want. We can behave what you want. There's a lot of rebellion in the home. Children and parents. And the reason why the devil is very, very, very smart. I destroy the home and everybody will scatter. Husband and wife destroy them, everybody will scatter. Children and parents destroy it, everybody will go his own different way. Because the home is the nucleus of the church. If the father is going one way, the mother is going one way, or the children are going one way, there's no unity, there's no harmony, the devil has a field day. But that is what the Bible is saying. The same children will deliver their parents to be persecuted. It happens, it's happening in the West. Kids are reporting their parents. For what? But these are the signs of the end times. But it says, all who endures this will be saved. So, having said that, maybe having making you a little bit afraid of the end times, <laughs> why are we here? Why are we coming to pray at the vigil? If these are the signs of the end times. But towards the end, we need greater prayers. We need greater prayers. We need greater infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible said you'll be put on the spot. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, how would you be able to answer? That's why we're here. We also need to pray for the harvest of souls. So the end will come quickly. Praise the Lord. Let the gospel be preached to every part of the world. So the end can come quickly. I'll tell you of an interesting conversation. I was having with my, with my son. And the normal scripture for, my, for parents, is, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents so that your years may be long. And my son turned around and said, Why do I have my years to be long? After all, I'll die, I'll go to heaven, I'll go to a better place. You know? <laughs> and he put me in a position and he'll say, Okay, okay, I'll still be my parents, so I'll have long life. But how about if I don't want the long life? How about I want to die now and go to heaven? You know, and I started thinking. Then I said, Okay, how am I going to answer this young man? So I turned back and I said, I said, Well, the problem is if you don't obey me, you might end up in sin and then you might not make it to heaven. Then he said, Okay, okay, you know. So at least we reached a point that he understands what we're talking about. He wants the end to come quickly, but at least he knows he's going to a better place. He knows he's going to a better place. That's the same thing for us also. We should be expectant. We should carry this gospel. We should evangelize. We should get the harvest in so that the end will come quickly and we'll find ourselves in a better place. And we need to come and pray against our families. I mean, against the devil entering our families. We're going to pray above. We're going to pray for family. We're going to pray for children here. We need to stand on our legs. Because I see homes being destroyed. And that's part of the things we're going to pray. Apart from that, in the second verse I read you, it says, towards the end, our children shall prophesy. 
our children shall prophesy. Before the end comes, there will be a revival and you will be by the youth. And I for one, I want my child to be in the forefront. Forget what is happening. What the Bible says towards the end time, towards the end time, your children shall, your children shall see visions. They shall prophesy. That's the portion I want for my children. And that's the portion you should have for your children. So when the time comes for you to pray, you cry out to the Lord. You pray for your children. You pray for your family. Because this end times, our family must get it right. We're also praying persecution. I've seen people that are persecuted and they fall by the wayside. They renounce their faith. So we need to pray that we will not renounce our faith at these end times. We need to strengthen ourselves. That's all here. So we'll pray for those that are being persecuted. And then we'll also pray for ourselves also that we'll stand the test of time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's mandated. It's mandated. It's mandated. You know. So with these things, I'm trying to give you the reason why at the end times we need to pray. And that's why it's important for us to come for a vigil like this. We need to pray through. And I see there's a lot of people that have come in here. And I believe God will answer our prayers. God will answer our prayers. You're not here in vain. I believe you're not here in vain. You know, and God will answer our prayers. But before we start, I just want us to get us in the in the mode of uh, a prayer. We're going to just read some prayer points before uh, the various leaders are going to come and lead us in various segments of the prayer point. But one of the things is the Lord is who teaches us how to pray. Is the Holy Spirit. So we're going to pray that the Holy Spirit will show me what to pray today. How to pray. Look, um, Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray. For as we ought to, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be heard. You might come here, Lord, so what am I going to pray? But as you're standing here, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to pray. And you tap into that. But we'll pray for that. And let's also pray about the grace to pray through. I know it's night time. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptations. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We'll come against that spirit of sleep within us that we'll be able to pray through to the early hours of the morning. Okay? And the last thing is, pray for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit so as to decree. You can remember when uh, Paul Saul was, uh, was trying to rebuke the sorcerer. That was in Acts 13, 9 to 12. Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O fool of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, you will now cease perverting the street ways of the Lord. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and he decreed. And today, We'll pray for and feeling the Holy Spirit. So whatever you decree today shall stand in the mighty name of Jesus. 
please rise up on your feet. Just rise up on your feet and say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit this night. Lord, I've come to pray, Father Lord. I've come to pray today. I've come to pray. I'm not going to cajole you to pray. I've just raised points for you. It's left to you. Say, Holy Spirit, Father. Holy Spirit, fill me today, Father Lord. Fill me that whatever I decree in this place, whatever I decree, Father Lord, it shall stand. Whatever I pray today, Lord, it shall stand. Lord, I ask for a fresh infilling. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, let's ask that the Holy Spirit to fill you in this evening. This night that the Holy Spirit should fill you so that you should be able to pray. Also lift up your voices and pray and say, Lord, teach me what to pray. Show me what to pray. As the prayer points are being raised, Father Lord, speak to me, Father Lord, that I will pray aright. I will pray aright today, Father Lord. I will not miss it, Father Lord. The points you want me to touch, Father Lord, I will touch it, Father Lord. The points that, Lord, you want me to concentrate, Lord, I will, I will touch on them. The things you want me to remember, Father Lord, Lord, I will pray them. 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 Lord, give me the grace, Father Lord, to stand watch and pray today, Father Lord. Lord, my flesh is weak. My flesh is weak, Father Lord. But Lord, the Spirit is willing, Father Lord. Strengthen me, Father Lord. Strengthen me today, Lord, to pray through the prayer points that will be raised in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that you will help me, Father Lord. Guide me today. Guide me today. Guide me today, Lord, as I pray, Father Lord. Lord, and I will come out victorious. I will come out victorious today, Father Lord. Thank you, Daddy Lord. Thank you, Daddy Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The first part, our mother in the house is going to help us to pray. We're going to be praying for the families and we have subsequent speakers. So please, tap into these prayer points. God is using them to bless us today and to lead us to prayer right. Praise the Lord. You can have your seats. Praise the Lord. I want to thank and praise God for all the families in the church today. Well, I thank God for my family as well. If you want to thank God for your families, lift up your hands, wave your hands to the Lord and say, Thank you, Jesus, for my family. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We want to thank and praise you, Lord, for all our families. Amen. Amen. Lord, we want to thank you for all our families here, for all the families of the Bread of Life Fellowship. Father, Father, we thank you that you're so mindful of us and you want to build us all up tonight, Father, in love. We bless your name. The first institution that God created on the earth was the family, and the family is also the oldest institution. Okay? The Old Testament begins with the family of uh, the Adam family, and the New Testament begins with the family of Jesus. Now, in the past, family was a sacred and a highly regarded institution. But sad to say, in these days, many Christian families uh, and homes are falling apart and they are breaking. Right? Many Christian homes, divorces have crept into the homes and they are broken. There are single moms, single parents. And the divorce rate is climbing and now even it has made a way into the families of God. Servants of God and men and women of God are falling apart. And now it has become culture. This is the sad state to which families and homes are reduced to. And there are also many husbands and wives who live together under the same roof. They live their own lives and they do what they want to do and say what they want to say without having anything to say or to do with each other. Now this is the sad state of families and homes which have crept into the church. And we have to be careful and that's what we are going to pray tonight. 
Paul explained God's will concerning Christian marriages and families, let's open our Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. We'll be reading from verses, selectively from verses 22 to 33, and we'll move on chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Keep your Bibles open. This is our main text for today. Are we there? Ephesians chapter 5, beginning of the verses 22. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Moving on to verse 28. In this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Verse 31. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. We are moving on to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Now, we must keep in mind that Satan's master plan is to destroy homes, Christian homes, families and marriages. And this is what he is very busy doing. So today we are going to pray for families. We are going to pray that God will bind our families together with love and understanding so that they do not fall apart. Now, the fact that God first created man, that the woman was taken from man, that the man was the first one to rule over the beasts of the field and the birds of the air, is clear that man was intended to be the head of the first institution called marriage. Now, in every family, there should be a head. And God has given that responsibility to the man, not to the woman. And no family prospers where that arrangement is dishonored. But sadly, in some, house, in some Christian homes, women have taken on leadership for many reasons. And this is contrary to the word of God. We should follow what the Lord wants us to do. Now, without leadership, a family falls apart. And the Bible is very clear about leadership and headship of husbands and fathers. So the first point, can we all rise up please? We'll just move on to the prayer points now. The first point is we are going to ask God to empower and strengthen all our husbands and fathers to carry out their leadership roles at home with responsibility and with love and that they will lead the families by example. We are going to pray for the heads of the families. Let us pray. Let us pray, church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you for all our husbands and for the fathers of God. Father, we pray that you will empower them, that you will strengthen them, O Lord. Give them the grace, Daddy to handle their leadership roles with responsibility, O oh God, my Father. Hallelujah. That they will realize that they are the head of the families, the high priests in the families, O oh God. Grace for them, O oh God, my Father. Hallelujah. To conduct their families, O oh God, physically, spiritually, emotionally. O oh God, the heads of the house, Father, we pray that they will lead the families by example, Father. Father, they will be role models to the wives and role models to the children, Father. Father, engrace our husbands and engrace our fathers, O oh God, we pray, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. 
for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church his body of which he is the savior now when there is submission and respect there is fulfillment in every marriage where there is submission where there is respect and honor but sadly again many wives find it difficult or they are not able to submit to their husbands for many reasons but we are going to pray and this is what causes breakups in homes so we are going to pray for two points we are going to ask god to give grace to our sisters who are wives to submit to their husbands in love not out of compulsion or not because we have to but we will submit in love and the second point let's pray for this first heavenly father we are praying for all our sisters of god for us of god for wives give us the grace for all the members in this church of god for the grace that we will submit to our husbands in love of god lord we want to obey your word we want to do what your word says eternal rock of ages so father we pray that you will empower us empower the wives in our church oh god that we will submit in love that's what your word says oh god that you will honor our husbands you will respect them and everything and today we pray that you will clothe us with fresh anointing and grace oh god that we will be those godly virtuous women that you want us to be in jesus name we pray Amen. We are also going to pray that both the spouses, the husbands and the wives, will love and mutually submit to each other, right? In a sacrificial and satisfying way. Marriage is all about sacrifice and marriage is all about service. So it's not only the wife, but there should be mutual love and submission between the spouses. Let's pray for that grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, O Lord, we come before you. Give us all the grace, Father, for every family represented in this fellowship of God. father and for our families back we pray that you will give us the grace that there will be love and mutual submission between the spouses of god my father hallelujah in a way oh lord that we will submit oh god and we will love in a way that is sacrificial and that is satisfying oh god do this for us eternal rock of ages so that our homes be be built up on the word of god thank you father in jesus name we pray The kind of love spoken of in Ephesians 5:25 is the agape love which is the sacrificing serving love that Christ shares with his church. Now with this agape love husbands and wives they can love in spite of the differences they have at home and again as i said in spite of differences they can bear with one another if they carry this love agape love within their heart. So we are going to pray and ask God to supply grace to all our families. so that mutual love and understanding will prevail in every home and that we cannot say that you know we we love god if we don't love our spouses so we are going to ask for grace the love and understanding will prevail in our homes that we will make an effort to keep it up let's pray father in the name of jesus so god give us grace father o lord father that mutual love and understanding of god that we will love that we will be loving and that we will be understanding of god my father o lord to our spouses and they will do the same to us give us the grace o lord Father we want to love you Lord with all our hearts and first of all we have to love our spouses of God my father so Lord we pray that you will establish your God this night love and understanding that you will renew the love and understanding that we have for our spouses of God that you will renew it that you will strengthen it that you will anoint us of God my father oh Lord with fresh grace this night help father for each and every family that we will be a family of love and understanding in Jesus name we pray We are also going to pray against all those forces of darkness that cause arguments and enmities and that split families and that hinder the husbands and wives from loving each other there are paths of darkness behind this if you remember i said satan is working very hard to break families so we are going to take authority in the mighty name of jesus and come against all those paths of darkness and nullify them let us pray 
Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we take authority, Father, and we come against. We are not ignorant of the vices of the devil, O oh God, my Father, that is trying to break Christian homes, O oh God, homes of servants of God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, Father, tonight we take authority and we cancel, we rebuke, we paralyze those forces of darkness, Father, O oh God, that is working against the families in our fellowship, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, in every family, Satan, in the name of Jesus, we command you, take your hand off the families of the Bread of Life Fellowship. Our families are founded on the Word of God. Our families are based on the Word of God. Lord God Almighty, we pray, we seal every family in the precious blood of Jesus. We pray that the fire of God will surround every family and protect, Father, protect our families, O oh God, my Father, from the arrows of the enemy. Protect our families, O oh God, O oh God, from the plans of the enemy. Blessed be your holy name, O oh God, my Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are also going to pray for the Lord to resolve every long-standing marital issue and let there be healing and restoration. If there are any such families, long-standing marital issues that are going on years together, let's, let's pray that tonight the Lord will end it and that there will be healing and restoration. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Heavenly Father, we come before you. Father, per adventure, if there are any families in our midst of God, Father, who are having long-standing marital issues of one kind or the other, Heavenly Father, we ask you tonight, Father, that you will resolve those issues. You are a God of love, Father. Father, we pray for divine intervention, O God. Father, that you will resolve, O God, my Father. That you will bring resolution to these families, O God, Father. That you will bring healing and restoration, O God, my Father. Lord, just as you love the church, O God. Father, we pray, Father. O Lord, that there will be true love, O Father. Blessed, settle these issues, O God. Settle these issues, O oh God, my Father, O oh God, and bring them back together in love. Bring the husbands and wives back together in love. Thank you because you will do this, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. We are also going to pray that the foundation of every home in our fellowship, the bread of life, is going to be built on the word of God, is going to be built on love and understanding, is going to be built on faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. We will talk gently. We will not bark at one another. We will be faithful in all our dealings with our spouses. So we are going to pray. The foundation will be based on the word of God, love, understanding, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every family represented in this fellowship of God. Father, we are asking tonight that you will build our families, that the foundation of our families, O oh Father, will be the Word of God, will be the pure Word of God, Father. Father, that our families will be built on the foundation of love, on the foundation of understanding, O oh God, my Father. Lord, that you will build our families on the foundation of love and patience, Father, kindness and self-control, Father. Father, that we will esteem the other person higher than ourselves. We will esteem our spouses, O God, higher than ourselves, Father, in the name of Jesus. Build our families, O God. Build our families, O Father, in love. O Lord, you be the Lord of our families. Jesus, you be the authority over our families, Daddy. You be the authority over our spouses and our children, Daddy. You be the authority of everything that concerns our family. Take charge, Spirit of God, of our families. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are now going to recommit. We are going to make a prayer of recommitment to love our spouses with the agape love, wherein we are ready to bear with each other and love in spite of the misunderstandings and differences. Okay, we are going to commit to God. Let us commit ourselves to God. Each and every one of the wives and the husbands, let's commit that we will love with the agape love. Let's pray. Mm -hmm.
hope of ages father we just come to love us pastors oh lord god almighty with your agape love to love our husband daddy hallelujah as you love the church daddy father because with your agape love oh lord god almighty we are able eternal rock of ages to love and understanding to love and spread the difference to love and spread us fill our hearts with your agape love father every family we commit father i come to love god even as oh lord god almighty to love and understanding and patience thank you father thank you father in jesus name we have prayed amen forgiveness is another important factor for a healthy family and the book of colossians chapter 3 verses 13 says bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another forgive as the lord forgave you so we are going to pray that the spouses will not hold grudges and hurts and wounds but love and forgiveness will flow in our homes binding our families together in unity tonight we are going to forgive and to forget everything a clean slate from tonight onwards let us pray father in the name of jesus christ of nazareth father we are asking oh lord god almighty father that we will not hold oh god father oh god past grudges hurts and wounds father tonight let them all be washed away by the precious blood of jesus eternal rock of ages we are praying that oh god by your grace and grace us oh lord the love and faithfulness of god my father love and forgiveness of god will flow into our families oh god tonight let the love of jesus father oh lord you said to give oh lord and we want to forgive oh god my father hallelujah and bind us together in unity in jesus name we pray amen communication is another important factor one survey revealed that the average husband and wife spend 37 minutes a week in actual verbal communication no wonder families are splitting and breaking up so we are going to pray that there will be free and open communication in every marriage in our fellowship that the partners are prepared to talk to discuss to correct to counsel and to appreciate one another let us pray father in the name of jesus father we come before you lord we are praying that the free flow of communication will be between husbands and wives father hallelujah lord that we will not hold keep things to ourselves oh god but that we will be ready to share it with our spouses father we are praying for every family in our church oh lord father the partners will be ready to talk oh lord to discuss oh god to counsel oh lord to advise to correct and even to appreciate father give us the grace to do this in love let there be open communication a free flow of communication transparency oh god my father between the spouses help us heavenly father in jesus name we pray amen we are moving on to pray for our children the world we live in is full of deceptions unhealthy attractions and evil influences and our children have become the main target is is them that, that are battling against these things so we are going to pray that god will give all our children a heart to love him to love his word to love his ways so that they are always on the right path and they do not stumble into the world let us pray for our children Loving heavenly father we pray for our children of oh god father we are living in a world that is full of evil and wickedness today we ask you oh god that you will fill the hearts of our children right from the newborn baby or daddy right up oh god my father oh lord to the youth and the singles the children the toddlers oh god my father the adolescents the teenagers the youth and the singles lord that they will love your word oh lord they will love you master that they will love you more than anything else father oh lord god only they will love your ways Father we pray that you protect our children from stumbling into the world let your word keep them daddy from stumbling into the world protect our children father put a wall of fire around our children guard them as the apple of your eye heavenly father we place our children into your hands oh lord god almighty for your protection in jesus name we have prayed amen proverbs 
chapter 1 verse 7 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge so we are going to pray that the fear of the lord will be a fountain of life to our children that our children will turn away from the vices of the world let us pray Heavenly Father, we are praying, O oh God, for our children. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, your word says. We are praying that this same fear, the fear of God, will be a fountain of life for our children. Father, let our children, O oh God, hide their, your word in their heart, that they may not sin against you, Father. That, O oh Lord, our children, O oh God, my Father, will escape the vices of this world. Let the fear of the Lord be a fountain of life for each and every one of our children, O oh God, my Father. Thank you, Lord. Let them fear your word and carry your word, O oh God, my Father, all their days. In Jesus' name we pray. Pray. Amen. Now we are also going to pray for our children who are first timers to college and to universities and for those who are already studying in colleges and universities. We are going to pray that the first of all three points, the spirit of excellence, knowledge, wisdom and understanding will rest upon these children, that they will not depart from the sound teaching that has been imparted to, to them to the word of God and that our children will look for opportunities to serve God. We are going to pray these three points for our children who are in the universities and colleges. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, O oh Lord, we thank you for the way that you have made for our children, the first timers to go to college and universities. We thank you because you have paid the way. Now, Father, we place them into your hands and we pray for all the children who are already there and for the children who are going new, that you will bless all of them with a spirit of excellence, Father, a spirit of knowledge, wisdom and understanding. Father, let our children be for signs, wonders and miracles. We pray that our children will be the head and not the tail, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we are also praying that you will give grace for our children. Oh God, my Father, that they will not depart, Father, from the sound teaching that they have been taught from the Word of God. Father, all that they have learned in the Friday school, all that they have learned from the Word of God, my Father, will carry them through. And Father, we pray, O oh God, that you will give desire for our children to serve you, O oh God. That you will open doors for our children to serve you, Father, in the colleges and in the universities where you have taken them. Be with them, watch over them, O oh God. Protect them, shield them, O oh God, my Father. Give them the grace to resist the devil, to flee from temptation. Give them the grace to stand their ground and to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are also going to ask God to bless our children with a spirit of power and love and a sound mind so that they will never choose the path that leads to destruction. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for our children. The word of God says, you have given to us a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Father, we pray that this same spirit of love power and a sound mind, O oh God, will be upon our children, but they will never choose the path of destruction. Lord, give grace for our children always to choose the straight and narrow path. Give grace for our children, O oh God, not to turn aside to the right or to the left. Father, we commit our children into your hands. They are your children, O oh God, my Father. We pray, Father, O oh Lord, that you will direct their steps, that our children will walk into the future that you have kept for them, Father. Grant our children a sound mind, Father, and a right attitude to live in the fear of God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. We are now going to pray for our expectant mothers. The Lord remembered Hannah and Rachel, and the Lord blessed them both with baby boys. So we are going to pray and ask the Lord to remember our expectant mothers this year to remember them and to meet them. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, O oh Lord, we, we bring before you our expectant mothers. Lord, you are the God who remembered Hannah and Rachel. You are the God who is the same yesterday, today and forever. You changeth not. What you did for Hannah and Rachel, you are able to do much more for expectant mothers. Lord, you remembered them. We are asking, O oh God, in agreement, in faith, O oh God, in unity, that you will remember our expectant mothers, Father. Do this for them, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We are also praying 
God brought laughter to the heart of Sarah in a ripe old age. So we are asking God to visit our expectant mothers with laughter and let them carry the miracle babies very soon in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God Almighty. Father, you are the God who brought laughter to Sarah in a ripe old age. Is there anything too difficult for you? Lord God, we pray that you will visit our expectant mothers with laughter. That they will soon carry their miracle babies, Father, in, and give glory to your holy name. Thank you, Father, because you do it. We have the faith to believe that you will do this, Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Let's thank and praise the Lord for hearing all our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Put those hands together for Jesus. And be seated in His presence. Hallelujah. Be seated, please. However, shortly, we shall be rising up to pray again. And in this section of prayers, we shall be minding strictly our Father's business. That is the business of the kingdom. Hallelujah. We shall be praying for the God of harvest to take over his harvest and deliver souls to his kingdom. Amen. And that is the business of heaven. In Luke chapter 2, verse 49, Jesus said to his fathers, Don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Don't you know I must be about my father's business? And what is this business? It is the business of bringing in souls into the kingdom. Hallelujah. So God is a businessman. And that is the angle we are going to be firing from tonight. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. The Bible said he gave Jesus to suffer. So that through the suffering of Jesus, he might raise unto himself sons. Sons. Many sons. Is that not the ethics of business, give that you might receive. He gave Jesus. And through that his investment, we are here tonight. And that is why we are going to be engaging in rigorous prayers to address this key aspect of kingdom lifestyle. Amen. So, we shall be rising to pray for soul. Let us rise up on our feet today and begin with thanksgiving. The Bible said in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 19, Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry, I will then multiply them. So, the key instrument of harvest is thanksgiving. Hallelujah. When you give thanks for what he is doing, he is committed to multiply the harvest. I will multiply them, they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, they shall not be small. Therefore, lift up your hands and say, Father, for the harvest we have seen so far, from January till now, we bring thanks to you. For the harvest we have seen, for the souls that have been won, for the souls that have turned from darkness to light, we give you all the praise. We are grateful to you, Father, for you gave the business to us, and you are also monitoring and working in the business. You did not hand it over to us and turn back on us. But you are in the business of harvest. We give you praise for the harvest. 
We give you praise for the harvest. Since January till now, we have been seeing enormous harvest of souls. The word of God has been spreading across like wildfire in places unexpected. The word is manifesting with power and lives are delivered. Dividend is being ripped into the kingdom. Souls have been harvested. We bring glory to your name for the multitude of harvest that we are seeing even in this day. Be glorified. Be exalted, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. We are going to thank him for what he is yet to do in the remaining year. The harvest that will yet be brought into the kingdom. I'm going to say, Father, in anticipation of the great harvest that is yet to hit this church, we bring glory to you. Now, give him thanks. Give him thanks. If you can thank him for the future, he will deliver it to your hands on the platter of gold. We thank you because we foresee a great harvest and we are grateful to you because we know that you shall yet bring in multitude into the kingdom, into the church. We shall yet see harvest taking place across this nation, across the nations of the earth. And so we give you thanks in anticipation. We give you thanks in anticipation because we know we shall be seeing the fullness of your power at work in the harvest seed. Be glorified, my Father. Be exalted. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. In the first round of prayer, we are going to be asking God to send forth more laborers into the harvest seed. More laborers into the harvest seed. In Matthew 9, 37, the Bible said, He said unto His disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. The laborers are little. We're going to be saying, Lord God of the harvest, send in laborers. Deploy workmen into the harvest seed. Deploy laborers into the harvest seed of this nation and across. Open your mouth now, begin to pray. Cry unto the God of the harvest, O God of the harvest, send in laborers into the field. My Father, my God of harvest, send in laborers. Deploy laborers maximally into the field for maximum profit. For maximum profit. My Father, this business must prosper beyond what we are saying. Therefore, we pray thee, God of harvest, deploy laborers. Oh, God of the harvest, deploy laborers into the harvest field for maximum harvest. In the name of Jesus, we pray that even us here, that you will quicken us, that we will not go to sleep in this season of harvest. The Bible said, the sun that goeth to sleep in the season of harvest bringeth shame. Lord, we will not take in shame, but Lord, we will be partakers of this great harvest season in the name of Jesus. Lord, God of the harvest, deploy laborers into the harvest by your mighty hand, release reaper angels, release laborers from amongst us into the field to bring in the harvest, to bring in the harvest, to bring in the harvest, to bring in the harvest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father, because it is done already. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. It is one thing to deploy laborers, it's another thing for doors and opportunities of business engagement to be opened. And that is, opportunity to minister the world must be opened. Therefore, in this session, we're going to be asking God to open doors of opportunity for laborers to connect with the great harvest, especially in those 
unreached areas in this region. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 7, the Bible said, And he said to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, Write this thing. Said he that is holy, he that is true, he that had the key of David, he that opened and no man can shut, and he that shut the door and no man can open. I'm going to say, Lord, by the key that you have in your hands, open the doors of harvest for the laborers to have access unto the harvest field for the harvesting of souls into your kingdom. Open your mouth and begin to pray. The Bible says, a great door and a is open unto me, but it is not without adversary. My Father, therefore, we decree every door that is shut by the adversary to prevent access into the harvest. We command it to be open. Let the door of this nation, those deep places of this nation be open for the harvest, O God, to take place. O God of the harvest, open doors of opportunity for laborers to connect with the great harvest that we have in this land and beyond in the name of Jesus, my Father, my God, let doors of opportunity be opened to reach the unreached areas, to reach the unreachables, to reach those nook and cranny of this city, of this land, across the board, in the name of Jesus. Lord God of open doors, open doors for us to have access, to harvest in this land. Open doors for your church, for harvest across the nations. Are you praying tonight? Let the Lord hear your voice. Mean business with God tonight. Because God has called us to be partakers of this business. Know it be not that I must be about my father's business. This is the business that God has called us into. For when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, reconciling us to God. And he has given us the duty of reconciliation. My father and my God, let doors be open to bring in multitude to your kingdom. Grant us access to deep places of this land for the world to go through, for the world to go through, for the world to move swiftly in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father, because I know it is done in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. A great door and a sector is open before me, but it's not without adversary. Hallelujah. There are powers that oppose the harvest. There are powers that oppose the move of the world. There are powers that oppose the harvest of souls. That is why we are going to be praying against every loss, every decrease, every principalities and powers contending against the great harvest that God has committed to our hand this year. See, God is not a liar. He cannot deny himself. He has told us that this is our year of harvest. And he says what he means and means what he says. That is why I believe that God has already given us the land to possess it for Christ. Hallelujah. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 12, the Bible said, Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as thing without north. We are going to be praying, Lord, everyone contending against the harvest, every principality and power, every satanic forces, every stronghold of laws and decrees, every command, every royal command, whatever it is that is opposing the harvest in this land and across the nations of the earth, my Father, we command them to be broken down. We stand against those powers. Open your mouth and pray now, Lord, we contend by the authority in the name of Jesus and by the blood of the Lamb against every power of the enemy contending the harvest, contending the harvest in the name of Jesus. We come against every decree, every law, principalities and powers, 
contending against the great harvest. In this harvest season, we command them to be shattered. We command them to be devastated and destroyed. In the mighty name of Jesus, we destroy them right now. We destroy them now. In the mighty name of Jesus, every power of the devil opposing the harvest, what are you waiting for? Be demolished by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Be consumed in the name of Jesus. We resist you right now by the blood. We command you, lose your hold. Lose your hold. Lose your hold over these souls. Lose your hold over these people. Lose your hold over their lives. Every blindfolding power, blindfolding the people, we command it to be removed right now. Let it be removed now. Let it be removed now. Let it be removed right now. Be removed and be rolled away in the name of Jesus. We decree an end to every such forces. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are prayed. We are going to be praying for the salvation of all unsaved members in our families. We are praying for the nations, but we need to look back. We need to look inward to pray for the salvation of souls in our family. In Psalms chapter 74 verse 12, the Bible says, For God is my king of old, walking salvation in the midst of the earth. God is my king of old. He is the one that walked salvation. Therefore, we are going to lift up every one of our family members here in India, in Africa, wherever they are that are not saved. We are going to say, Lord, touch them tonight. Wherever they are, as you appeared to Cornelius and his household, and you saved them, as you did wonders in the presence of the jailer, and you saved him and his family, begin to visit our families, begin to deliver them now, begin to touch their heart, let the wind of salvation blow across our families for their salvation and deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus, my Father and my God, blow the trumpet of harvest in the midst of our extended families, in the midst of our immediate family, my Father, my God, blow the trumpet of harvest and let it be executed without faith for our families to turn to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Arise by your power and cause everyone members of our family that are yet to know Christ to turn to you, Lord. Trouble the waters and let them run to you in the name of Jesus. Trouble their rest as the eagle does to his eaglet and let them run to you in the name of Jesus. We command a shaking around them that will cause them to drop into your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you praying tonight for your family? Mention them by name as many as you may know that have not surrendered their life to Christ. Mention them by name. Say, Lord, visit them with your great visitation. Visit them, O God of the harvest, and cause them to turn to you, my Father. Cause a shaking around them. Cause a shaking around them. Cause a shaking around them. That will cause them to drop into your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus. My Father and my God, trouble the waters around them. That will cause them to look up to thee. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible said they looked up to him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. My Father and my God, that shaking that will cause them to turn to you. Let it be released now. Let it be released now. In the name of Jesus. Jesus be revealed, Jesus be revealed, Jesus be revealed, Jesus be revealed in the midst of our family, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father, because it is done in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. As we 
attempt to round up, we are going to pray for ourselves. The Bible said, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We are going to say, Lord, power to go. Power to advance. Power to depart into the harvest seed. I receive it now upon my life. That word is for every one of us. It's not only for missionaries. It's not only for those that we think are supposed to be in the harvest seed. It is for every one of us to go. To go. To go. Lord, power to go. Power to go. Power to go. Power to go. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Power to go and do the work of the harvest. Know it be not that I must be about the business of my father. He was just 12, but he was already about the business of the father because he had power to go. Lord, we receive power to go. We don't want to remain in the status quo. We don't want to be lackadaisical about this adventure. We want to launch out into the deep, my father, into the deep harvest land to bring in the harvest in the name of Jesus. Power to go. Power to go. We receive it today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Nothing brings in the harvest like signs and wonders. When there is one manifestation of sign, just one sign, the whole city can turn to Christ. Hallelujah. So, we are going to pray. The Bible says, and this sign, in verse 17, shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, they drink deadly things, shall not hurt them. And if they lay hands upon the sick, they shall recover. Diverse miracles. We are going to say, Lord, prove yourself in this season of harvest by bringing to pass unbelievable miracles. Signs and wonders that will speak for themselves in the midst of us. Undeniable miracles. Undeniable signs. Let it begin to happen. Let signs and wonders be on the rampage in our midst. Let signs and wonders be the order of the day in our midst. Let signs and wonders be the order of the day in the midst of the bread of life. Undeniable signs and wonders. When the lame man stood on his feet. When the lame master, it was undeniable. The high priest and his cohort could not deny it. The high priest and his cohort could not deny it. He said, he that told me to take up my mouth is the same one. There was no need for any contradictory statement. Jesus Christ arrived with signs and wonders. Let there be diverse signs and wonders. Let the dead jump back to life. My father and my God. Let the shadows of your children begin to cause the sick to recover. My Lord, my God, do wonders in the midst of us. Let signs and wonders be the order of the day in the midst of your people that will culminate into manifestation of enormous harvest like never seen before. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. We are going to thank God again to see this prayer. So we are going to say, God of the harvest, we thank you for hearing us out again and for taking steps to bringing in the harvest. Thank you for answered prayers tonight. We are grateful to you because we are confident of these things. That whatsoever we ask in the name of Jesus, as we believe it, we receive it. For whatsoever you shall ask in prayers, believing, you shall receive it. 
Lord, we are confident, O oh God, that it is settled. The harvest is settled. The harvest is settled. The harvest is settled. It is gone. Be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise God. Put those hands together for the Lord. Praise the Lord. You happy to be at vigil? Doesn't sound so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, please be seated. We're going to be praying in a short while for jobs and careers. We're going to be praying for jobs and careers. All the Friday school children here say hallelujah. Friday school children say hallelujah. Walk up to your dad and say, Daddy, thank you for the job that you do. Walk up now. Or your mother. And say, Daddy, thank you for the job you do. Because our testimony begins at home. Our testimony begins at home. Every sister, please thank your husband and say, Darling, thank you for bringing food home. We can't hear the sister speaking. Say, thank you for bringing food home. Every husband, thank your working wife. We've got to thank everything that we pray for. Everything begins at home. So we're going to be praying for jobs and careers in a short while. But I want to put this in context. I want you to open to John chapter 2. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, that John. And let me read verse 1 to 5. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Louder. John chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Verse 5. And this is the punchline. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Verse 3. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, This is not my business. My time has not yet come. There is no reply Mary gives to Jacob. Sorry, to Jesus. 
Mary simply turns around to the servants and says, Whatever he says to you, do it. And I want to put the prayers today in this context. You see, the major stakeholder there is the person having the wedding. Jesus' time has not yet come. But Mary just says, there is no wine. Whatever we are going to pray about our jobs this evening, we're just going to pray it like it is. Say after me, I'm going to pray it like it is. Mary didn't say, make some wine. Mary didn't say, there is water. Turn that into wine. Mary only reported the condition. Mary just said, there is no wine. She didn't say, you're Jesus. Make some wine. Speak into it. But Mary knows. You know what Mary knows? And this is the first miracle Jesus does. This is the first sign that he has. Don't bother looking it up. I teach in Friday school. This is the first one. His time is not to come. This is his first miracle. Mary says there is no wine. Then she says, do what he says. And the prayers today that you're going to say are going to be just like this. Mary has not seen a miracle before this, but Mary has held on to the promise that the angel gave her, saying that the child you have is going to be the child of God. Yes? Mary knows that when this child was born, there was a, there was a star above the manger. Mary knows that kings came, came to see this child. Mary knows that this child was born of the Holy Spirit. Mary knows and Mary is asking out of the knowledge in whose presence she is sitting. Amen? You should know in whose presence you are sitting. You just got to say it the way it is. When you pray about a job or your career or your promotion or your whatever, just say it like it is. You don't have to tell him what to do because he knows. Mary never told him, there is wine, there is water, please make some wine. There are servants, make it happen. You are the son of God. Nothing. Mary just said, there's no wine. Jesus said, this is not even my job now. But then Mary said, do what he says. The rest of the story we know. So stand up today with me and pray it like it is. Pray it like it is. See, after me, pray it. I'm going to pray this prayer like it is. I'm going to say it like it is. We will be thanking God for the work that our jobs that, that we have in this land in Oman. And for once, just give it a thought. What does your job help you in? What is this job? What is this to you? What is this to us? It gives us the dignity that we need, this resident card, it gives you such sustenance, it puts food on the table, it gives you an identity, it gives you growth and your basic purpose. This is why we're here at a very basic level. It gives me my dignity, it gives me my sustenance, it gives me growth, it gives me... This is why we're here. We're here. All of us have got labor or resident card. We're going to thank now for the job that we have. 
First Chronicles chapter 29 verses 12 and 13 says, Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand is to make great, and you give strength to all. Now therefore, our God, we thank you, and we praise your glorious name. Mary prayed it just like it. Just go ahead and say, God, thank you for my job. Father, thank you for the job that my dad has. Father, thank you for the job that I have. Thank you for my visa. Thank you for my salary. Just thank you for this chance of working in a different country than my, than my home country. Thank you because the currency is three times, four times or a hundred times. Thank you for my job. That is one reason why you are here. No matter what you say about it. You prayed just like you want to say it. You say it just like you want to pray. There's nothing else you can do. Just give God thanks for keeping you here. Thank Him. Thank Him. Because His Word says that both riches and honor come from Him. So if you've got anything in the bank account, if you've got some honor, if you've got some dignity, if you've got some designation, it has only come from Him. Thank Him for it. Kids, you pray for your parents. Fathers and mothers, pray for each other. If you've got honor and riches, it is only come because of God above. His word says, both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand, it is in your hand to make great. So if you're earning, if you're saving, it is in his hand. It is in his hand to double your savings. It is in his hand to triple your savings. It is in his hand to give you honor. It is in his hand to give you riches. So go say thank you. So say, now therefore, O Lord, I thank you for my job. I thank you for my work. I ascribe all greatness and all power to you in my job. Lord, at my place of work, I give you all honor and all glory and all strength in my job, Father Lord. Father, Lord, I know that all of this comes from you and you alone. I thank you, O Lord, for your lordship over my job. I don't, I don't care what it's like. I'm just saying it the way it is. I'm just saying it for whatever job I do, big or small, good or bad. That's really not the point. I thank you for what I have. Kids, I thank you for what your parents are doing. I thank you for them having a job. I thank you because they're able to pay your fees. I thank you because they're able to buy your clothes. I thank you they're able to buy you games. For everything that you, that you wear and you take around, it is your parents and the jobs that your parents have. And thank God. And thank God for them. Thank God. There are a lot of us, there are a lot of people around who don't have that, that blessing. But thank God for the job today. Father, Lord, we commit this time into your hands. Lord, and I want to take this opportunity to thank you for the jobs that we do. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Our second prayer is, pray that our earnings will be far more above our needs. Our earnings will be far more above their needs. Everybody who's got a loan, raise your hand. If it embarrasses you, don't. I do. I have a loan. If you know somebody who's got a loan, any brother, any sister, raise your hand and say right now, Father, I'm going to be out of debt. Father, I'm going to be out of a loan. Lord, 
all my loans shall be repaid. Father, I will no longer live in debt. Father, I don't care how big it is, for what it is, and what the purpose is. I am going to be out of a loan. Be it a car loan, be it a home loan, be it whatever loan. My earnings, my earnings, my earnings are going to be far, far, far more above what my needs are. Father, I'm going to... If, if I want my brother to be out of a debt. I want my sister to be out of a debt. I want every family here out of a debt. Lord, remember, Mary just said there is no wine. Mary just said there is no wine. You say, I want to be out of debt. Mary said there, is, there was no wine. There was wine. Jesus is here. She knew in whose knowledge and whose presence she is. And she asked, and, she, and there was wine. You prayed the way it is. Our Father... I want to be out of debt. Father, I want to be out of loans. I don't want to be giving installments. I don't want to be giving, uh, paying back a car loan, a home loan, a school loan, a whatever loan. Father, I want to be, I want to have a life that is debt free. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Proverbs 12, verse 11 says, You're praying that your earnings will be far above your needs. Your earnings will be far above your needs. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11 says, He who tills the land will be satisfied with the bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. Let's take the first part. He who tills the land will be satisfied with the bread. So your prayer point is, Father, as I put in my hard work, satisfy me. Father, as I put in my hard work, satisfy me with results. Father, as I put in my hard work, satisfy me with results. Father, my earnings are not going to fall short. Father, my earnings are going to be more than your, my needs. Lord, because you said, you said whoever tills the land will be satisfied with bread. Father, I want to be satisfied with the bread. I till the land, I work hard, I work 8 to 8, 9 to 5, 7 to 7, whatever, Lord. But if I am putting in the effort, your word says, I will be satisfied with the bread. Lord, remember, Mary asked, Mary received. Father, my budget will have enough and more in Jesus' name. I will not live in debt. Father, all my debts need to be repaid. Father, I will live a debt-free life. Because... Your word says that whoever tills the land will be satisfied with bread. I receive it in Jesus' name. You're praying that your earnings will be more than your needs. Proverbs 13 verse 4 says, The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Your prayer is simple. Father, make me diligent. Father, make me diligent. Father, make me diligent. Make me diligent at my workplace because your work, your word says that if I am diligent, I shall be rich. Father, teach me to accept the responsibility that I have in my job. Father, regardless of my circumstances, let me not stop being diligent. Father, I want to be diligent at my workplace. I want to be faithful at my workplace. Because your word says that the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. 
In Jesus' name we have prayed. Psalm 90, verse 17 says, You are again praying that your earnings are more than your needs. Psalm 90, verse 17 says, And let the Lord, and, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of my hands. Your prayer, prayer point is, Father, establish me. Father, establish me, means confirm me. Father, make me stand on solid ground. Father, make me the center of your job. Make me the center of what I'm doing. Establish me, means make my feet firm. Father, I'm not going to shake because you are the rock. Father, because your word says that you will establish the work of my hands. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. We're now praying for members or brothers and sisters who are looking at jobs, careers at home or abroad, even here or elsewhere. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 says, and, and whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not as to men, as, as to the Lord and not as to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Your prayer point for every brother who is seeking a job, who is seeking a change, who is seeking some <coughs> elevation or any change. Our prayer point is, Father, let every job seeker in our midst, those looking for open doors, make you the central point of their jobs. Father, the, the, your word says, do it heartily. Give me the right attitude at work. Father, your word says, do the job heartily. It says, give me the right attitude at work. It says, as to the Lord and not as to men, that is the purpose of your job. The purpose of your job is to work for the Lord and not as to men. For your, That's what your word says. Lord, we want to serve you. Lord, for every job seeker in our midst, looking for open doors, we pray that you, they will make you the central point of their assignment. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us now pray for everybody else who probably lost his job, is looking for a job, or wanted to change, turn to Luke one thirty-seven. It's a simple verse. It says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. With God, nothing will be impossible. Now, it's only when I started preparing that I realized that it's not, it doesn't say with God, nothing is impossible. It says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. With, again, it doesn't say, for God, nothing is impossible. It says, for with God, nothing will be. Other versions say, is and ever. Some versions say, shall be. None of them says, with God, nothing is impossible. Do you know why? Because even every obstacle that is going to be there, shall be. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So regardless of what it is now, regardless of the fact that there is no wine now, there shall be wine. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. It's not about what you're carrying now. Even for what is coming, nothing is impossible. So pray. Pray for every job seeker or anything that you want in your job or, or in your career. For the word says, nothing shall be impossible. It's not about what it's now. Nothing shall be impossible at your job, 
Nothing shall be possible. For at any situation that looks dead now, that looks impossible now, that looks difficult now, that looks like the stop now, it looks impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. We are seeking for the last prayer point before we close for our jobs. We are seeking for peace in the current jobs that we are doing. Peace in the current jobs that we are doing. We have heard a lot of news and people coming and going and a whole lot of things happening. You are just going to say, Jesus, grant me peace in the job that I am doing. Pray with me. Father, thank you for peace in the job that I'm doing. Father, confirm the job that I'm doing. Thank you for your blood covering up of the job that I'm doing. Lord, thank you for, for blessing me with the job and thank you for keeping me here. Father, because my, because my case is different. Because my case is different. In Jesus' name, my case is different. Thank you for the peace in my job. Regardless of all the confusion and, and all the noise and all the, all the, all the hullabaloo around. Lord, thank you for peace in my job. Lord, make it difficult for me to be replaced. Lord Jesus, make it difficult for me to be replaced. Because of the job I do, because of what I know, because of all that I do, make it difficult for me to be replaced. Lord, give me such skills. Give me such understanding. Give me such wisdom. Give me such presence of mind. Give me these abilities. Give me this foresight that, Lord, it is going to be difficult to get me replaced in my job till such time that you have called it off. Father, we ask for peace in our jobs. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Finally, let's pray for promotion. For everybody seeking a promotion, this is your month. This is your month for promotion. Say, I receive promotion. I receive my promotion. I receive my increment. Yes, July is the month of appraisals and increments. I receive my promotion. I receive my increment. My long-awaited increment, my long-awaited promotion, my long-awaited good news, my long-awaited increment is all coming to me this month. Before vigil night, before the next vigil night in August, I will have a testimony in Jesus' name. I will have a testimony of my promotion in Jesus' name. For everybody seeking a promotion, for everybody seeking a, a new door, for everybody seeking answers to their job, for everybody seeking elevation, this month is my month. From this vigil night to next vigil night, I will receive my promotion in Jesus' name. I will receive my promotion in Jesus' name. We're going to thank God for answering prayers. Remember, we started saying, Mary said, there is no wine. The only thing she knew, that Jesus is in the house. That's all. So, whatever is our situation, whatever we prayed about, Jesus is in the house. You just got to say, thank you. This is what I want. Lord Jesus, this is what I want. I want this brother with a job. I want a promotion. I want more money. I want to drive a new car. I want to pay my loans off. I want, to, I, want to, I want a promotion in my job. This is what I want. That's all that you got to do. That's all Mary said. Nobody fasted. Nobody sat up nights. Nobody called up chain prayers. Mary just said, there is no wine. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for this time. Lord, and I thank you for your word that has come so strong. Lord, I pray that we will all 
live knowing that you are very much in our presence, Lord, and that you will answer every prayer that has just been said. Lord, we bring our heart to you this evening. Lord, and we say, Lord, this is a change I want in my job or in my career or in my parents' career or in my child's job, whatever it is. For everybody seeking a job here, Lord, we're just saying it. Father, get him a job. Just a job. Just one job. Lord, we, we are know that you are in the house. We know that you are part of us. Lord, we just saying, give, give us a job. Lord, every situation that may be dead, every situation that may be immovable, we are just saying, Lord, fix it. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Praise the Lord. The Spirit is moving. Amen. So the last prayer we are going to do is as it concerns the persecution of the church. I'm very happy that the first and second speakers, they have already set the scene for some of the things we are going to discuss and of course pray about tonight. But the big question is this. How come the Christians are being persecuted all over the world? What is the reason behind this? It is because we are carriers of the light. We are the carriers of the light which is our Lord Jesus Christ has laid upon our hearts. We are the messengers of the light of God on earth. That is why our adversary is doing whatever he can to puncture the flow of the Spirit of God on earth. So, why do the devil seem to have upper hand over Christians? And why is it that the authority that we have as Christians doesn't seem to be working the way it's supposed to be? The Christians has two powerful authorities. The first authority is in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second authority is in the power of his blood. We call upon the blood of Jesus Christ every now and then. But I can assure you that we have not optimized, we have not explored the full potential that is inherent in the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ remains the interballistic missile that is in the disposal of all the Christians. But are we using it? Are we using it the way it's supposed to be? I will leave you to be the judge. Now let us look at how to restore the advantage that we have lost in the blood of Jesus Christ. Let us look at Exodus chapter 12, verse 22. This is where the Bible painted a picture of the things that will come. This is the place where God mirrored the salvation that we eventually receive in our Lord Jesus Christ. Exodus chapter 12, verse 22. 
The Bible says, And ye shall take a bunch of high soap, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through and smite the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood, he will pass over you. Now, the problem here is this. The Bible says that they have to use high soap to dip in the basin. If the blood remains in the basin, even though it is the blood of the Lamb, it has no power. It is only when you dip the blood in the basin and apply it in the lintel that it becomes effective. Praise the Lord. And if you had used another thing, maybe use the palm, palm front or any other leaf to dip in the basin, maybe it will not still work. My point is this. The Bible says that we have to dip in the blood using high soup. And if we don't dip in the blood and apply on the lintel, the blood of the lamb being in the basin has no power. Praise the Lord. Now let us again come back. The accuser of our brethren is going to and fro, looking for how to destroy the children of God. When Adam failed from the Garden of Eden, I'm trying to set a stage. We have two main prayer points to pray. And we, we are, I'm trying to make sure that you pray those two prayers effectively. Now, Adam failed and considered the authority over the earth to the devil. Now, the devil has power. But God gave man, me and you, the power to subdue and to rule the earth. That power was considered to the devil by Adam when he sinned in the beginning. Now, Jesus Christ came to come and restore that authority. That was why it was only when Jesus came that we started seeing the children of God giving authority to the devil to come out. And the devil was able to obey. Because Jesus Christ has transported the blood that was shed at the beginning. At the foundation of the world, he transported it to the earth. And tell the devil that not only did I defeat you in heaven, I'm going to also defeat you on earth. And he transported the blood that was shed at the foundation of the world, he brought it here on earth. And he left this blood for us here. And this blood is here for us to use it to fight the activities of the devil. Now, let us pray the first prayer. Our first prayer point will be, we have to pray that the blood of Jesus Christ shall overrule. Can we stand up, please? Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ shall be activated to overrule any blood, any blood that is speaking against the Christians all over the world. Prayers. Any blood that is speaking against the Christians all over the world, 
Our God is a just God. Anybody that was killed innocently, the blood will be speaking on in front of the Most High. And the Lord, being a just God, must avenge that blood. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. The blood that was killed innocently is crying unto the Most High God. And that is why situations keeps on coming up that is making the Christians to be vulnerable to persecution. Now, those sins that have been committed, that the enemy is holding on to, to accuse the Christendom, that might not be a sin we committed by ourselves. We don't know what has happened before the Bible came to us today. The Bible we are holding today, as if it is a piece of novel, a lot of people have died. A lot of people have shed their blood before the Bible could reach us today. And we can walk into any shop and buy the Bible. Have we ever remembered and prayed for those people that were slaughtered, those people that were thrown upside down? The first apostles, we all knew how they died. Yeah? The blood of Jesus Christ, we are going to activate it to silence whatever they are saying negatively against the church that has given the world advantage over the Christians' prayers. In the name of Jesus Christ. Another area that has given the devil advantage over Christians was that the Christians, we have continued to make adjustments as it concerns the standard that the Lord has set for us in the Bible. We have continued to try our best to make adjustments to suit the dictates of this world. We are not standing firm against the dictates of the Bible, and let what we stand for be the standard, the reference point for the world to follow. I'm not saying this because of bread of life. This is what is happening everywhere. In the Christendom, we are now seeing people getting attracted to sodomy. Why should it be so? Nobody gets attracted to negative energy for nothing. The spirit controls the physical. There must be somewhere, sometime in the past, that we have considered a particular territory to the devil. We have to plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Anything that is after that part, that is speaking against the church all over the world, that is causing them to be exposed into the hands of the enemy for slaughter, let us pray. Let the blood of Jesus Christ nullify. Let the blood of Jesus Christ regenerate. Let the blood of Jesus Christ sanctify. Let the blood of Jesus Christ speak better things than the blood that was killed innocently. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
In the book of Isaiah chapter 49 verse 24, Isaiah chapter 49 by verse 24, the Bible asks a rhetorical question. Shall the prey be taken away from the mighty? That is the question. Or lawful captive be delivered? Now, what is a lawful captive? A lawful captive is anyone that legitimately, maybe not by yourself, but maybe by your forefathers, you are legitimately considered unto the ownership of another altar that is different from our Lord Jesus Christ. You are legitimately aligned with that particular altar. Now, the word of God is saying, shall the prey be taken away from the mighty, or the lawful captives be delivered? This is a question. But the Bible says, thus says the Lord of hosts, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the lawful captives shall be delivered. This is the promise of the Most High. And he said, For I will contend with those that contend with you. And I will deliver you from the hand of the terrible. We have to pray now. Let the Most High stand up on behalf of the Christians all over the world and begin to stand on their behalf. And withdraw them from the hand of the mighty. Anyone that is exposed by the sins of their forefathers, that has made them to be exposed, that the enemy will persecute them. The Bible says that he will feed our enemies with their own flesh. And they shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine. Let the power in this prayer, let the power in this word, let it work on behalf of the Christians all over the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, we have recovered our advantage over the devil. Now, how do we maintain it? How do we maintain our upper hand? We have to break into their stronghold. Praise the Lord. In the book of Second Samuel, chapter 5, I think from verse 6 to 10. Second Samuel, chapter 5. We have to see something coded in this place. Okay. We want to break into the stronghold of the enemy now. Now, when the children of Israelites came into the land of Canaan, we have a lot of people that are living there. The Bible recorded that Joshua was able to conquer all the places, but he could not conquer Jerusalem. He could not conquer Jerusalem. Now, this year is the year of winning souls. And I believe it's also a year of winning souls all over the world for, for our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we have to pray. And we are going to break into the stronghold of the enemy. Just like the children of Israelites, they conquered all the other territories, but they could not conquer Jerusalem. Because the Jebusites are there. Praise the Lord. 
In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 5, verse, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 6, the Bible says, And the king and his men went to Jerusalem, unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spoke unto David, saying, Except thou take the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come into the thou shalt not come hither, thinking that David cannot come further. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, and the same is the city of David. Praise the Lord. Now, David did what Joshua was not able to complete, because that was the assignment that David was given, according to the Spirit of the Most High God. Now, we have to pray. Any territory that we need to break into in order for Christians to make inroad to the remaining places where the word of God needs to be propagated, we have to pray. Let the power of God, let the blood of Jesus Christ, let it open the doors for us. Praise the Lord. Let us begin to pray. Let us begin to pray. We must break into the stronghold of the enemy. Unless we break into the stronghold of the enemy, we cannot possess our possession. We cannot win all the souls that we are supposed to win. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. And David said on that day, Whosoever goeth up to Gotha and smites the Jebusite and the lame and the blind that are hit, that hated David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore, they said, the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. Now, after David has conquered the Jebusites, and those people that are preventing the people of God from coming into the heart of uh, Jerusalem, these people are the lame and the blind. Now, the lame and the blind, who are these people? We will look at it against what is happening in our lives today or in the world today. The people that are making decisions in the world are actually blind because they don't have the light of God in them. And for every stronghold, there is a prince. That is why Paul said in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10, he said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Whenever you hear principalities, it means that it's a prince somewhere there. Against powers. Against dominion. Thrones. So when you say dominion, it means the domain of that prince. When you say throne, it's the rule of the seat of power. So wherever the Christians are being persecuted, there is a government that encourages that to happen. And that is the throne of the prince. The whoever that is sitting on that throne that is encouraging that havoc to happen, we have to pray the last prayer and ask this presence of God to attack that stronghold and bring down the prince. Because when David strikes Goliath, the whole Philistines run away. If we attack the stronghold and the stronghold goes down and the prince bows to the blood of Jesus Christ, Every other thing will fall in line. The devil will fall in line. The city will fall in line. We have to pray and ask the power of God to break in and to break forth 
and great opportunity for the word of God to take further, for the word of God to move further into all the places where we need to go into in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the word of God to go and touch the hearts of all the people who has responsibility to stop the persecution of Christians all over the world in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our last prayer point, we have to pray. Any territory that we have considered to the devil by omission or commission as a Christian family, we have to recover them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Any territory that we have considered to the, considered to the devil, it could be in our family life. It could be in the way we raise our children. Because at the end of the day, our children that we raise today, which we didn't raise them properly, they are the ones that will go out there in the future. And they are the ones that will make decisions on behalf of the next generation. So, we have to pray. Whatever territory we have considered, considered to the devil, we have to pray for total recovery in the name of Jesus Christ. Prayer. We are not praying. In the name of Jesus, we have to pray. Whatever we have given over to the devil, any territory that we have considered to the devil, anything that we have given to the devil, we have to recover them. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be that exalted King of Kings. Be that exalted for the word you have spoken. Be that exalted because you are a great God. Let the word we have spoken, let it move into all the places where it is required. Let it break every iron heart. Let it go into all the places where the power of this word is required. Let it move like interbalistic missile onto all the places in Nigeria, in India, in Syria, all over the world, where the hand of the prince has been raised against your children. Father, smite them as you did unto Goliath, so that the whole world will know that you are still almighty and there is no one like you. Be that exalted, merciful God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It has been wonderful. Just take these few minutes. Uh, if you have your list, something that has not been mentioned, just lift it to the Lord. I'm just going to give you just a few minutes, two minutes, three minutes. Whatever personal prayer requests you have, whatever is troubling your heart that has not been raised on this altar, bring it before the Lord. The Lord is here. The Lord is listening to listen. You have availed yourself to come and pray various prayer points. Just lift it up to the Lord and say, Lord, this is my own request, Father Lord. Listen to me, Father Lord. Lord, I know you already know, but I'm vocalizing my request unto you, Father. Father Lord, you answer me, Father Lord. Answer me, answer, answer me, Father Lord. Give me a testimony, Father Lord. 
Lord, as I've come to your house, let me, let me not go back the way I came back, Father Lord. Give me a word, Father Lord, as I go out, Father Lord. Answer these issues in my life, Father Lord. These long-standing issues in my life, Father Lord. Lord, I ask, you will answer me, Father Lord. You will answer me. You will answer me, Father Lord. You will answer me, Father Lord. As I'm in your temple, I'm in your house, Father Lord. Lord, listen to me. Lord, listen to me, Lord. Lord, I beseech you, Father Lord. Thank you for the ones you have answered from January to now, Father Lord. The ones that are still outstanding on my list, Father Lord, I look up to you, Father Lord. I look up to you, Father Lord. I look up to you, Father Lord. Lord, I claim my testimony, Father Lord. In no distant time, Father Lord, I will come and testify to your goodness. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Daddy Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Special set of people we're going to pray for. Our children, how many are resuming next month? How many are resuming next month? You're there. Our children, you're resuming next month. Those parents, let's, let's commit our children. They're starting a new year, a new lesson. Let's commit them into the hands of the Lord, Father. And the God's word, it says, and the little boy grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew with favor with men and with God. Now that shall be our prayer to our children as they go to the next class. Lord, we ask for uncommon wisdom on their lives, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you grant them wisdom. Wisdom beyond their years, Father Lord. You grant them wisdom beyond their years. As they go to new classes, Father Lord, we ask, Lord, that you grant them favor. Favor with their teachers. Favor with their classmates, Father Lord. Lord, even favor with you, Father Lord. Spiritually, they will grow. They will grow with you. They will walk with you, Father Lord. They shall be shining lights in their school, Father Lord. Lord, we, the parents shall not sorrow over anyone then they shall not worry over either of them, Father Lord. Lord, we pray for the spirit of excellence in their lives. As they resume, Father Lord, they will resume with excellence, Father Lord. As they go through the year, Lord, they will grow in excellence, Father Lord. Lord, we pray for good health for them. Academically, Lord, as they go through the year, Father Lord, they will have good health. Even our children that are not here, those are in foreign universities, foreign schools, Father Lord, we ask that the blessing the blessings of today shall go with them. The blessings of today shall go with them. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Daddy Lord. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Father Lord, also, we're going to thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I believe the Lord has been here. The Lord has been here. The Lord has been here. His word has come forth. He has given us the grace to pray through. He has given us the grace to even to tap into the Holy Spirit and to decrease so many things. Let's say, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, this night, Father Lord. We thank you for your presence for us, Father Lord. We thank you for the wisdom that you have given us, Father Lord. We thank you for the remnant that has been departed into us, Father Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your blessings that are in our lives, Father Lord. Lord, we thank you for giving us the grace to, to pray through these prayer points, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you, Father Lord. Thank you for this glorious time in your presence, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. We say thank you, Father. Daddy Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, Daddy Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. He has just come to my spirit. Someone has come here with a health challenge, but the Lord has said, for honoring me, for praying, for interceding, that health challenge is gone now in the mighty name of Jesus. It's gone now in the mighty name of Jesus. You will go home and you will be perfected in Jesus' name. Father Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for Sister Wendy. Thank you for Pastor Dennis. Thank you for Brother Sam. 
thank you for Brother Kingsley. Thank you for them leading us in prayers, Father Lord. Powerful prayers, Father Lord. Lord, we ask that where they have drained, where they have lost virtue, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you replenish them. You will replenish them. You will replenish them, Father Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. Lord, for everybody that has prayed for his family, I say and I decree it is well in your homes. It is well with your homes in the mighty name of Jesus. For everyone that has come out to cry about his career, about his career, Father Lord, Lord, we say it is well. It is well in that career. It is well in the next step, Father Lord. We agree in unison. Anybody that is in transition, Father Lord, we say it is well with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we have prayed for the harvest, Lord, we ask, Lord, that the harvest shall come forth. We shall have testimonies of the harvest. We shall have testimony of the harvest. We have prayed for the persecuted church, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you will break all strongholds, Father Lord. That you will protect your own, Father Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. Thank you, Daddy Lord. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. And Father Lord, I commit tomorrow's service into your hands. Father Lord, I ask that you will bring them. You will bring the unbelievers into this assembly. As they come, Father Lord, they will repent. As they repent, Father Lord, you will establish them in this place, Father Lord. Lord, we pray for all the people that will be ministering from the pulpit, Father Lord, to the choir, to everybody, Father Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, they shall be a blessing unto your children. Lord, we ask that you will drop a word for everybody, Father Lord. That as we come in, Father Lord, we'll be fed and we'll go back, Father Lord. That nobody will come to this assembly tomorrow and go back the same way he came. Lord, that you have a blessing in store for each one, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we ask that you be exalted. You will be exalted. You will be exalted. Lord, we ask that you be exalted, Father Lord. Lord, I pray that testimonies shall come forth from this night. Thank you, Daddy Lord. Receive all the praise. Receive all the adoration. Receive all our thanksgiving for what you have done today, Father Lord. Thank you, Daddy Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the spirit fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall rest in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go with God's blessings.